welcome to Training Wheels, the podcast in which I talk to my high school friends about their first year in college and explore life without training wheels. Today, I am here with my best friend, Gage. Yay! Gage, uh, will you introduce yourself in classic college freshman fashion, name, major, and one fun fact about yourself? Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, sure. So I am Gage Clow. I'm a freshman at Arizona State University. Oh, I guess I'm a sophomore now. Yeah. Technically. Um, studying uh, anthropology. And one fun fact about me is that I competed in ASU's Academic Bowl this year. So I'm really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do well? No. <laughs> I was a freshman, so like... It wasn't really expected that I was gonna. Ex- I wasn't. I wasn't supposed to do very well. So, do you achieve on an individual basis, or is it like a team? It's a team, but our entire team was made of freshmen because apparently everyone else graduated out. Oh. Yeah. You did something similar to that in high school as well. I did. Yeah. So you just thought academic bowl is so fun. I need to get more of it. Yeah, that's the sad part, is that that is exactly what went through my head, and I'm not joking. What other things did you do extracurricular-wise in college? Uh, Well, my main undertaking was that I was the director of pro, like social programs for the Honors College LB- LGBT Club at yeah. my school. How did you fall into that? I remember that being kind of a fun scenario. It it was. So basically what happened was there was a big welcome event on the honors lawn, like the first week we got there, like after moving, but before classes started. Right. And I saw that there was a table for the Barrett LGBTQIA plus club or whatever, but there wasn't anyone there at the table. So I decided that I was going to man the table because I'm gay. So like, what else, like what other qualifications do you need? That's a great point. <laughs> so I took over the table and then in the process accidentally started reviving the club, which ended up being a great accident. But, but it turned out well. It turned out really well, yeah. And how much of that made up like your freshman experience would you say if there were a pie chart oh i wouldn't say that much okay yeah maybe 10 percent. what do you think were the most representative like aspects of your freshman year like what did you think about most often and spend most of your time doing definitely school in terms of like academics specifically yeah. and friends Okay. I focused Pretty a lot. standard. Yeah, I know. But, like, I definitely, when I look back, like, I, it was making new friends and doing well in school. Do, would you say that you did better or worse academically than you expected? I've always had really high expectations for myself, so I guess that I'd say I did worse than I expected, but that just means I got a B. <laughs> Was that, like, your first ever B? Yeah. That's college, babe. I know. I wasn't ready for it. I think I cried. Really? Mm-hmm. What class? It was biology, I think. Yeah. Because well, at Arizona State, biology, first year biology, is, like, kind of a weed-out course right. for all the pre-med kids. 
I got weeded. Yeah, it weeded you (laughs) out. I got weed whacked. (laughs) Talk a little bit about your major journey. Okay. Yeah, so I went into college and I said, I'm going to be a doctor. And, like, everyone who knew me should have known that, like, I wasn't going to be a doctor. It was surprising. Yeah. But I supported you. (laughs) I know. Because I said it. But, like, you know. I'm still shocked that everyone was like, okay, cool. (laughs) But I went in and I said, I'm going to be pre-med with a bio major. That'll be pretty standard for me. And I tried it out and I said, you know what? I could do this or I could do something I like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I changed that. And I I changed my major in the second semester to global health and then kept kept bio as my minor. And then I did that for about a semester and I realized I didn't really like that either. I was cool with it. We were on speaking terms, but we right. weren't really, like, I don't know, in love. Yeah. So, after... Bio's, like, a crazy, like, ex-boyfriend that you cut off, and then, like, public health is, like, a friend that you see every once in a while, and, like... Wow, I'm not following. You, like, still, like, you know, follow them on social media and stuff. Oh, like a mutual. Yeah. Gotcha. But, like, n- now... Now I'm, now I'm going into my third semester at ASU as an anthropology major with a minor in global health because of a class that I took last semester that's focused a lot on the cultural anthropology of the United States. And why was that appealing to you? Oh, it was just so cool. Mm-hmm. And I was, the, I felt like I was, my brain was just suited to it and it felt like a, a glove, a hand in a glove. Yeah, that's <laughs> it good. It fit like a glove. Oh my God. That's, <laughs> that's the saying. Did you have to change your study habits at all throughout your first year? Um, not really. Not really. I've, I haven't, I, oh, I don't want to sound like I'm, um, I don't want to sound arrogant. Yeah. But I've never had problems with school. Right. And like, yeah, I got those B's, but that was like, I wasn't too worried about them. Yeah. So you're, you don't all. feel the need to like readjust anything now that you've had those B's? Not really. Yeah. I feel pretty safe, like, comfortable with those. Well, because I think that that's, like, something you learn in college is that it's not about making the academics as perfect as possible, but, like, fitting yeah. in with everything else. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, so you were also in, you're in the Honors College at ASU. Yes. Which is kind of, like, a big deal. Like, they make a really big deal out of their Honors College. <laughs> they sure do. They how, sure do. How has that been? Uh, just in the sense that, like, how was it being, like, in the college for my first... Do you like it? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I would say that, like, it was really, it was a really, like, interesting experience because they pretty much keep honor students at ASU separate from other students in almost every regard. Right. Like, a lot of, we can take a lot of, like, extra classes that people who aren't in Barrett can like don't take mm-hmm. um we have to do these special things called honors contracts which basically just gives us honors credit for classes that aren't technically honors um we live separately from them right in our in like our own specific like compound which is that, that is what it is basically that makes it sounds so dramatic it was designed by a prison architect so it's pretty really? it looked, it kind of feels like a prison but in like a good way yeah like, a, like the safety and warmth of a prison mm-hmm and you met most of your friends through the Honors College, correct? Yes. Yes, I did. Talk about your new friends. Oh, well, I, I just... I spent a lot of my time 
focused on making and maintaining new relationships because I'm an out-of-state student. Right. So I didn't really have a lot of people going in. So I was like, I'm going to try and make new friends. And I made a lot of... I made some friends through my classes and I made some friends through other means, like their friends and connections. Right. So I've, I don't know. I've, I feel like I've done pretty well in that regard as well. Yeah. Was it easier than... Or harder than you thought it would be. It was easy. Yeah. You've always been very good at making friends. Oh, thank you. I do what I can. <laughs> Makes sense. I forgot my train of thought. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do when I'm interviewing people that I'm not that are not you. <laughs> when I when I do that. Um, oh, so you made, like, a fair amount of new friends, like, five or six. I don't know. That's, like, (laughs) (laughs) that sounded like a read, but, like, I feel like you have, like, a good amount of, like, people that, like, you talk about often and, like, keep up with still, like, over the summer and, like, things like that. Um, how was the balance between, like, your home high school friends versus your, um, new college friends and like how do you think that your like bonds with both have affected the other uh, I definitely noticed that when I got to college and I started meeting new people like people I hadn't known throughout high school that I was more comfortable being like a different version of myself mm-hmm. which was good it was me branching out and trying new things and I found like a new fit for myself a new like not necessarily personality but like just like a new way of expressing myself yeah and that ended up being more extroverted and loud and like fun than I was more more fun than I was in high school basically I can't imagine that (laughs) and so I basically when I came back over winter break and I had to see all my high school friends again I kind of got sad about it for a bit because I was it felt like I was expected to be like quiet and like cold again like a lot of people expected me to be like the sort of like the voice of reason with no emotion again like I was in high school kind of like an asshole and I felt like I wasn't as much of an asshole anymore so Mm -hmm. that it's been kind of weird trying to balance like People who know a new me and people who know the old me. Yeah. Do you feel like your old people are not, like, accepting of the new version? Because the way you described it makes it sound like the new version's better. It is. And I I feel like people are resistant to things that they don't know. And so when I came mm-hmm. back and a lot of people saw something new, I felt like I was being kind of, like, pushed back down. Yeah. So do you feel closer with your college friends than your high school friends at this point? Um, I haven't really considered that. It's a pretty black and white question. Yeah. Um, I would say some high school friends by far surpass, like, the closest that I've attained in a year. Right. With my college friends, but overall, I'd say I know more people in college that I care about than I did in high school okay so how would you usually spend your weekdays and then also weekends okay weekdays 
That's, that really depends on what my major was at the time that you're asking. Okay. <laughs> because I'm guessing when bio I was, was a, bio, a little bit more intense. When I was a bio major, I spent a lot of time working on homework. Yeah. And I can't believe that I did that. Yeah. Now looking back. Mm-hmm. Because that feels so wrong. Because then when I became a global health major, I spent... I spent less time on schoolwork, but the schoolwork that I did spend time on, I felt like I cared about, so it didn't feel like I was spending very much time. Yeah. Okay. In bio, it was a lot of, like, writing labs and, like, doing, like, busy work for labs. Yeah. Because I was in chem and bio at the same time, which is normal for, like, a bio major, but it was just not very fun or, like, something I cared about. So, like, on weekdays, I would spend... As a bio major, I would spend doing labs or writing essays for my one humanities-based course. Right. Uh, weekends, I spent a lot of time in my friend's dorm watching movies from Redbox across the street. Nice. So, yeah, like, we didn't have Netflix on her TV, so we always had to go to Redbox, and we would order, we would order Domino's. Nice. Yeah. Um, second semester... I spent a lot more of my weekdays um, in a different friend's dorm, just kind of there, hanging out. We would play a lot of Mario Kart. Yeah. And um, Super Smash Brothers, But not like, like the new one, like the Wii U one. Mm-hmm. Or I guess technically, yeah, yeah, Wii U. And um, we would play that a lot. I played a lot of Bowser Jr. Love that character. Uh-huh. Um, and my weekends were partying. Or at least low-key partying. Okay. Like, either have at a kickback or at a party. And partying was kind of new to you. Yes, yeah, I wasn't a partier in high school. So or how, in the first semester of college. How did you go about, like, figuring out that you liked that? And how to, like, stay safe and have fun? <laughs> um, I'm not really sure if I've figured out if it's for me yet. Okay. I've only been to, like, a few parties. Like, big, like, like house big, parties. Yeah, like, big house parties. Okay. And, like, they were fine. I had a good time. But I don't know if that's, like, where I'm going, yeah. necessarily. Um, I would say that, like, in terms of trying to stay safe and, like, have fun, mm-hmm. is that, like, if you're around people you don't know super well, just be a little bit careful about, like, what you're, what you're taking, yeah. smoking, drinking... Because I know that, like, I didn't start becoming comfortable partying until I had already had a lot of experience with things like alcohol on my own and with people that I cared about. Right. On my own makes me sound like an alcoholic. That's not what I meant. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean that I had had a lot of experiences at, like, small functions with friends that I knew and knew well. Yeah, yeah. And so I felt comfortable translating what I knew about myself drunk to parties after that. That's smart. Yeah. Why do you question whether or not partying is for you? Oh, it's just, I mean, I have, this is definitely, like, a personal thing. It's not, like, a, a mo- like, I'm not, like, saying I'm opposed to it in terms of, like, a philosophical thing. But right. I have a lot of medical problems. Yeah. And so I wake up the next day always feeling horrible. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, not necessarily worth it. Exactly. Uh, how was it dealing with 
your medical issues in college because you for a little backstory gage went through a pretty (laughs) serious medical emergency during our senior year of high school and still has been like recovering and dealing with like the repercussions of it and so you went from being like in your parents care in a familiar place to being like under the care of a university health center and like on your own yeah yeah was that scary yeah it was really hard it was really hard to Mm -hmm. have to deal with not being around my parents anymore because I also I had I have a lot of problems with trusting doctors so I definitely whenever I would go see a new doctor or at least someone that like the university recommended or my parents recommended I Mm -hmm. would kind of freak out and not be very comfortable um that's that's a work in progress Mm -hmm. I'm still I'm still working around that uh, around being out of my parents care basically what were some things that you did to help like make it easier and more comfortable for yourself on days when you were like in your bed alone or needing to get to a doctor's appointment yeah um well I don't know if this will work for everybody but something I did was I literally my poor parents every time I got anything any fever I would just be on the phone with my parents like the whole time basically Mm -hmm. like I would call them like both twice a day and, like, they're they're divorced, so calling them both means, like, having the same conversation. Multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah. So, like, any day that I had that I was, like, really ill, I was on the phone with my parents, like, a lot. Because mm-hmm. they, they both have jobs that allow that, basically. Yeah. So, definitely called them a lot. Helpful for emotional support. Oh, yeah, I needed it, too. Yeah. Uh, since you were in Arizona, though, you didn't get to come home very often. That's true. Was that hard yeah you 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 miss it sometimes yeah um I would say the only times that it really like caused problems were towards the end of the second semester because I didn't go home for spring break right so by the end of second semester I had been away for like a really long time mm-hmm. and there was this thing at in that Arizona State does in the first semester called fall break, which I not a lot of like schools don't always have, but basically you get like four days off. Mm-hmm. So we get we get days off in fall, and I remember I was like one of the only people left on campus during that time. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely just like super bored. Yeah, because that's also before you like really clicked with like any people yeah like I had still been there no like I had one friend who was still there Mm -hmm. and like we hung out a few times but like that wasn't enough to fill up like four days worth of like we couldn't like hang out all the time every day yeah did Tempe come to feel like home has it yet yeah yeah I'd say so what do you like most about the area that you're in whether it be the campus or the city it's nice to be somewhere where it's young Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but, like, growing up in, like, a Dallas suburb, the vibe is very old. Everybody's a family. Everyone's a family. Um, In general, like, you can just feel the age around you, which is not necessarily the worst thing, but it's nice to be somewhere where a college town, where everything is young. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you really became engaged with, like, the city like around you and like Arizona like culture and things like that did you try many new things no I don't think so why not I didn't have a car 
for my second semester. Right. And first semester, I could only use it on weekends. So Why? I I was parking illegally on Arizona State's campus uh-huh. for a really long time, which meant that I could only leave for free on weekends. Mm-hmm. And if I ha- wanted to leave on another day, it'd be $15 and I wouldn't be able to get back in. So I had to, um, so I became a weekend traveler. And if I did travel, it was only to like the mall that was like a few miles away. Right. So I didn't, I didn't go very many places that weren't campus. I was on campus the vast majority of the time that I was there. Yeah. That seems pretty debilitating. It, it could be if you consider the fact that like, I feel like most college campuses wouldn't support that necessarily, but I feel like ASU, at least my area did a pretty good job. Like there's enough around the Tempe campus had enough to where I felt like I was just like fine. Yeah. What were some of the places that you would like walk to, to like add a little spice to your day? Yeah. Um, I'm a huge movie nerd. Yes. So I would walk to the theater that was like, I think it was about two miles away. Yeah, that's like a 30 minute walk. Yeah, it was about a 30 minute walk. Is that a two mile? Yeah, that's about two miles. Sure. Because if you run, you run like an eight minute mile. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, like really, really fast people run four minute miles. Right. So like if... Eight minute mile. A normal person. That sounds like an optimistic truth. Yeah, maybe. Either way, I walked to the movies a lot, and I would go see movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I also we walk. I walked to our student union because that has a Chick Fil A, which you can spend like your campus money on. Did you have like any moments where you really recognized your independence, and you were like, "Oh my God, I'm like living on my own, and like I'm living a new life now." Every time I got sick. Oh. I was like, oh, shit. So not in a positive way. Oh, yeah, no, not in a positive way. Uh-huh. I was just like, damn, this sucks. Because first semester I got really sick. Right. For about a week. And I couldn't, like, get out of bed yeah. sick. And so I was like, my parents aren't here. I'm alone. This sucks. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Well, what were some more, like, memorable moments happy wise like what were the stories that you were like came home to like tell people to be like look I'm having fun in college well like my oh god my like third or fourth maybe even second night like at ASU after moving I definitely went to a party with one with like my only high school friend that went to ASU with me yes and a guy in our group stole like two bottles of liquor under his shirt and then we had to run to the cars <laughs> because if the party's lame just take their alcohol and start your own that's pretty much what we did yeah we went to ihop nice um what else was fun let me think i definitely uh went i mean this is gonna this is like definitely coming from like a movie nerd's perspective yeah but that's fine. but like the night that i went to go see it with my friends yes. was really fun. We had a lot of fun that night. And then I also had a lot of fun when I went to see Itania with my friends. Yeah. And um, A Quiet Place alone that time. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's just like a lot of movies that I went to go see mm-hmm. that really made me happy. Yeah. Um, what else did I do to have fun? 
I definitely... <laughs> we definitely had a lot of fun playing, like, board games. Yeah. And Mario Kart and Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. I'm not particularly um, wild, so, like, those are my fun right. things. No, but that's, like, great. Like Yeah, it's okay. I'm just saying I'm not. Yeah. Is there anything that you wish that you had done differently? Um, you know what? I don't think so. Like, the obvious answer is to go in with the major that I'm at now, but I don't think I would have preferred that. I think I needed to learn that that wasn't for me. Yeah. Firsthand. Why? Well, because I feel like I have the, I've always had a problem in terms of choosing or like thinking about what I want to do with my future because I've never had trouble with anything in school, which is again, going to sound really arrogant, but I've always excelled at everything that I've tried academically. And so learning that it's not about doing well, it's about doing something you like. Right. Just cuz you're good at a major doesn't mean you have to be Exactly. That and I needed to learn that firsthand mm-hmm. because I was I would spend my whole life thinking about that probably if I had just gone in with where I am now. Mhm. Uh so what advice like would you give to people who are feeling like questioning their major during college? Well, like it's I mean it's super cliché, but change it yeah like it's not that big of a deal i think i've heard a statistic that like over half of like college students change their major i mean we definitely like there were like i think like the bio at asu had like a 40 percent turnover in the first semester alone oh my god yeah so like it's really like if you want to do something different it's not hard you just make an appointment Mm-hmm. And that can be kind of daunting. But other than that, you just make an appointment and you're like, hey, what are my options? And then they tell you, based on what they know about you, like, what you might like. Yeah. And then you think about it. But major-wise and personality-wise, you've kind of mentioned, like, shifts and, like, letting yourself be different. And how do you, like, do that? How do you allow yourself to break away from the expectations you've set for yourself? Yeah, um, I think it just comes along, and this is something I feel like only people who have been to, like, the through their first year of college would understand, mm-hmm. but I think that it just comes so naturally when you're in a new environment. Yeah. To, like, shed the, shed the parts of you that aren't helping or contributing. Yeah. And so I feel like self-doubt was something I kind of gave up. Like, I was just, like, I decided that if I was going to do something, I was just going to do it. That's good. Yeah. And I think that that happens in college. You just kind of lose, you lose some of the things that you thought were fine, but you realize later were actually just super detrimental to, like, your happiness, well-being, and health. Do you have any specifics for you, personally? Well, I just feel like I held, like, I, before I got to college and, like, I held on to a lot of, like, just, like, negative energy. Yeah. And there was no reason for that, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, so, like, I just feel like when you're in a new place and you have the full ability to, like, be new and, like, 
everything and meet a ton of new people and be in a new environment it's so great to be able to get rid of the parts of you that you didn't you didn't ever really like that much and it's like easy to do that too Mm -hmm. are there any things that you're excited to do or like areas of your life that you want to like um specifically propagate when you go back uh i'm just gonna be i'm gonna i'm really excited because when i'm going back i'm this year i'm rooming with friends yeah last year i did not room with friends right um not gonna go into it but semi bad experience yeah so i'm really excited to have a comfortable space to go home to right for once. Well, because, like, amenities-wise, you had a really nice dorm. Amenities, yes. Four people, everybody had their own bedroom, two bathrooms, common room. But it yes. was just a matter of the energy was really... The energy stunting. was negative. Um, there, was, there was also just an added pressure of... I had lost my key for the last half of the second semester. Oh my god, I forgot about that. And my roommates would, like, lock the door. Like, I would ask them not to because there was nothing in the common room that we would be worried about anyone taking. Right. I would ask them to leave the door unlocked. Right. Please, for me. You can lock your personal rooms because my our room's all locked. Yeah. You were allowed to do that. I was like, just lock your personal rooms. There's nothing out here that anyone should be worried about stealing. Please, leave the door open. And two of them complied, one of them didn't. Yeah. So every time one of my roommates would leave, he would lock the damn door. And we had class together some days because, like, everyone... I was taking bio all year, and everyone in my quad was either a bio or a history major, and one of, and the guy who locks the door was a bio major. So we would have class together, just, like, on, like, random days. And so we would... If I left... Set, or um, first, I would always get locked out. So I always had to make sure I left after him so that he would lock the door and then I would unlock it on my way out. Jeez. That was like, that That was just so much unnecessary stress that I could have just bought a new damn key, but, but I didn't. But they're so expensive. They were really expensive, Yeah. Yes. Uh, but anyway, you're living with friends next I'm year. I'm living with friends <laughs> next year. And that'll be hopefully a much nicer energy. Um, also, the amenities at the new place are nicer yeah, than the ones at the old. And then you'll be starting your, like, first year as an anthropology major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's also super exciting. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kind of see where it goes. I mean, I'm gonna be coming off a lar- like, a big, like, international travel experience starting right. my next semester, so I'm pretty excited. But yeah. I'm also scared that it's going to be, like, really overwhelming. Like, a lot happening. And then you're immediately, like, going back into your semester. Exactly. Yeah. Talk a little bit about your study abroad trip that you're going on. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, in um, a few days, I'm going to uh, Tanzania as a as an intern for uh, a nonprofit called Heal International. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm in... I'm a community, I'm, I'm what, I am, my title is community health facilitator, so basically I'm a sexual health and just health in general advocate and educator, so. Why was this an opportunity that you wanted to pursue, especially so early, because most people don't do this when they're a freshman. That's true, I'm the only freshman in my program. It's, there are, there started out, there were 14 of us, I believe now there's 13 or 12. 
But um, basically, yeah, I'm the only freshman in the group. In fact, most people are juniors and above. Right. Like, I only know one, or no, two sophomores. So, like, most of us, most of them are older. Yeah. Um, what drew me to it was just that it just, it, it just, it, it all fell into place really weirdly. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I signed up for a class called HIV and AIDS in Society. The professor for that class was teaching another class that he would give me honors credit if I showed up to. So I just enrolled in the other class because I thought that that would be easier. The other class ended up having, like, being based on training people to go to Tanzania. Right. So I just said, well, I'll apply. And then I applied, and I got it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, damn. I'll go. (laughs) Why was this an area of study that you were interested in? Um... It's, like, the only study abroad, or at least one of the only study abroads at ASU where you're not just, like, going to another country and, like, chilling out with your bros for a while. Yeah. Which was kind of, like, not... It's not something I'm opposed to, but it's also just not something... I have, like, an opportunity for more there. Yeah. You're not really taking advantage of, like, the point of being in a new place. Exactly. So I just thought... I just thought it'd be much better for me to do something that I feel like will really put me out of my comfort zone yeah well will you explain a little bit more like what you'll be doing in Tanzania yeah yeah um we'll be basically teaching um at schools and community centers about HIV and sexual health and uh, just health in general Mm -hmm. uh we have different topics that we go over depending on like what our groups are and like who we're talking to that day but we definitely um want to make sure we want to empower people to take control of their health and be comfortable doing so which can be kind of hard in Mm -hmm. like in Tanzania where women don't necessarily always have condom negotiation rights or you know things like that so Mm -hmm. it's really something that I'm excited to do but I really don't want it to be like one of those things where I come back and I like have like a ton of pictures on my phone of like me and like Tanzanian children and I'm like in the center and like I really don't want to like be like that you know oh my God. have you seen that shit I, yeah. <laughs> look at me I'm Jesus I'm the white savior of these people yeah oh my god I saw I saw a um a girl that we know from no I can't say specifically <laughs> Basically, I saw that a girl that I know from high school is going on a mission trip this summer, and I saw that, and I was like, people still go on mission trips? Yeah. And, like, because, like, we've, we've also, like, in my, in my study abroad, we've done, like, a lot of cultural training. Yeah. And one of the things that we had to do was we had to read this piece called To Hell With Good Intentions, which is about how most mission trips sponsored by white Protestant churches to, like, countries that our lower income end up doing more harm than good and how like you like Americans as cultural ambassadors end up like screwing up like cultural traditions and stuff like that and I was just like people you're still going on mission trips and you think that that's gonna like really help cool um one of my friend's sisters wrote a paper recently on how mission trips are just like modern day imperialism pretty much and apparently the teacher was mad <laughs> i mean yeah she's she's right well so i like i i think about that a lot because i'm hoping to pursue 
a study abroad trip sort of similar to yours like not like sexual health but like something that's a little bit more service oriented yeah yeah and how do you like know that your presence will actually be helpful and that you're not being like condescending yeah it's really hard um obviously i haven't been there yet so i can't like speak from personal experience but i can say that one of the things that we had to talk about a lot in our pre-field training is basically that we are going to have a negative impact if we don't if like if we're not extremely careful Mm -hmm. and we're going to have a negative impact probably without us even noticing so why go because we can have a positive impact too Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's hard to like necessarily measure it because things things aren't easily measurable like that but if you can make sure that your positive impact outdoes your negative impact, then it's then there's reason to go right there. Mm-hmm. And I think that at least I... And you definitely have to make sure that you trust the organization that you're going with. Mm-hmm. I trust my organization, Heal International. Mm-hmm. Check them out. Give them money. <laughs> but This podcast is not sponsored <laughs> by Heal International. <laughs> yeah, but um, they're... Um, I I had to make sure for myself that I trusted the work that they were doing because on like other study abroads that we've heard about that don't necessarily do as much cultural training as we do definitely don't stack up quite as well. Yeah. What are you most afraid of for your trip? Getting sick. Yeah. But you've I assume you've gotten a lot of vaccinations. What? I have. Yeah. Not all of them. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, there's a shortage of yellow fever right now, so like, if I get yellow fever, I'm get. I guess I'm just like screwed. Like there. Oh, there's. A shortage there's a shortage of, of the vaccine. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, what about you being a LGBT youth? Are you afraid of that in a country that's not as accepting? Um, I'm not particularly afraid I would say worried is like like I'm more nervous about it Mm -hmm. like I'm not scared of anything that's going to happen but I'm definitely like nervous about like like interactions surrounding that Mm -hmm. do you feel like you're gonna have to like censor your behavior at all well I've had a discussion with the leaders of the program and we're going to be open about my sexuality okay with the people who work with us like, like fellow heel yeah, volunteers. Which are which are all like which are in Tanzania are obviously a lot of Tanzanian people. Okay. So um yeah, we're gonna be open to them, but not the community. That's good. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for people who are considering um taking a trip abroad? Like with their school? Yeah. Um I mean I just say it's a lot of, I mean, it's a lot of work in yeah. general because like... Well, I think you had a little bit more work than average. Definitely. Um, I would say that for the most part, um, it's a, uh, even the things that I read, like things that I don't have to do that other study abroad programs require that sound very difficult. Like credit transfer is a very difficult oh, yeah. thing to do for like people who are doing like semester study abroads. Like I was, I read, we, we were required to read that because we were required to read all the study abroad materials before we do it yeah even though it doesn't really apply to us so I was reading that and I was like damn that sounds hard so I would say um just make sure you do all your reading 
Mm-hmm. Um, and make sure you're doing it to a place where you feel like you're actually going to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people, this is, and this isn't necessarily the case for everybody who go to these places, but a lot of people go to Spain and a lot of people go to France. That's so true. And, like, culturally, they're not too different mm-hmm. from what we're experiencing here. And so I would just think... Like, I think culturally it is, but, like, maybe class-wise it's not. Yeah, that's true. And I just think that, like, I feel like there's just... There's a lot more of the world to experience in a study abroad than Italy, Spain, London. and France. London. You know, like, it's 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 great, and some people do have life-changing experiences in those places, mm-hmm. and that's... I don't mean to, like, bag on them or anything, but, like, I just... I definitely would think that if you're going to do a study abroad, like my school requires me to, if you're going to do a study abroad. Barrett or ASU? Uh, my major. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a, I, kept, I kept global health as a minor, so I have to study abroad somewhere before. So like, if, I feel like, because I'm required to do a study abroad, I feel like I should just do something that's going to completely throw me out of my comfort zone. Yeah, and that's really brave of you since you're a person who kind of thrives on routine that's true um so now that you've like changed your major a couple times (laughs) do you feel like you have an idea of what you want to do post-college yeah i want to be in college forever yeah yeah be an academic be an academic very nice how will you incorporate the global health into that Oh, well, I mean, I definitely, I mean, I've already studied a lot about HIV in society and the cultural, the culture of disease and not like in the literal sense, like the culture of disease is a fascinating thing that not a lot of people, um, look into. So I've definitely been considering making that part of my thesis project for Barrett. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, those are all my questions. Is there more that you would like to talk about that you feel like you didn't get to say enough about? I don't think so. Thanks so much for being my guest today. You're welcome. I was it was great to be here. We're in my home. <laughs> that is, that's true. Uh, tune in next time for another episode of Training Wheels. Yeah, but you're gonna be missing me. That's true. Which will be sad. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>